Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Book Wars pod as we continue our inevitable march to episode 100 when the universe implodes because y'all still listen. <laughs> uh, I am Chris. I'm here with my co-hosts as usual, Kate, Kristen, and Miranda. And we are here to wrap up Dooku Jedi Lost, the Star Wars audio drama by Kevin Scott. How's everyone doing? Chris, you know exactly how I'm doing. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this is so people know we're recording this that sounded, the, that on, sounded sexual and it's not yeah it, that, <laughs> oh my god my bad uh we're recording this on the right after the second democratic debate um and really i i'm wondering what people think the over under is for how many joe 30330 references i'm going to make are for, can i just say for a second i thought he was gonna like say that as his um website and I was like, could you not get a domain? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not, you're not running in 3030, my good dude. I, I saw someone on Twitter who, like, Googled what he said, and, you know, the internet turned up literally nothing. And I was <laughs> stunned. I have no idea when this tweet was Yeah, it took, like, after. a good five minutes for somebody to buy joe30330.com yeah. out from under the rest of us. And really, I've... I'm a little disappointed it was, in the world. It was, it was astonishing. I was like, wow, internet, you're really letting me down today. That's very sad. I don't, I was not watching this. I was watching Gentleman Jack. That was a better choice. Yes, to be only, honest. Only gay content. In I was going to say, just going to say, make it gay. <laughs> yeah, make it gayer. Oh, yeah, you don't have to make that gay. Nope, it's already gay. <laughs> um, Are you guys drinking? Chris is. I am. So, as I said, we've just finished the debate and living in Colorado has made the debates much more fun for me and Kate to sit through. Um, but despite <laughs> the fact that I had a gummy earlier, I'm drinking a very little bit. I'm not drinking very much, but I'm drinking uh, Colorado 291 Distillery uh, Rye Whiskey. It is. Uh, it was actually awarded the best uh, rye in the world at the World Whiskey Awards last year. Uh, and it is... A 61% rye whiskey uh, that's finished with Aspen staves, which I've never actually experienced before. And it's really interesting and delicious. Aspen is in Colorado. It is. It's also a kind of tree. What's a a stave? (laughs) So it's basically they put like pieces of Aspen wood in the whiskey as it ages in an oak barrel. A stave... So, like, a stave is, like, one of the sides of a boulder. It's a stick. Or a boulder. Jeez. Of a barrel. It's a stick. Yes. Essentially, it's a big stick. I was going to say, a stave is a synonym for what you stab Dracula to death with. That's Ah, a stake. That's a stake. Yeah, I said, it's it's the same kind of thing, though. That's what I'm saying. Stave is bigger, though. You stab Dracula with whiskey? Yes. Yes. That's what we're I know TM said it's steak. I just thought you were high. Okay. I Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, so basically it's a big, it's like big pieces of Aspen so that like they don't have to make Aspen barrels because I don't even know how that would work. But 
they can still infuse it with like age it in the aspen oh well that's lit yeah it's interesting i think it's named aspen after the trees miranda is it probably i don't know cool. somebody look it up yes it is i'm gonna go out <laughs> on a limb and say yes good talk oh, um God. uh me and miranda are drinking seattle cider company dry cider or something what's it called with almost no residual sugar, this golden orange cider begins with notes of underripe peach that uh, lend way to a dry, pleasantly tart finish. Tart finish. I'm. It's it's dry hard cider. One pint dry hard cider is what it says on it. I'm drinking uh, out of the one that I dropped. I didn't drop it on the ground. It fell out of the fridge onto the ground. So mm-hmm. the the part by the mouth hole is all fucked up. And it's kind of hard to drink out of. RT. You could have given me that one, Miranda. No, I take responsibility for this, even though. Okay. Cool. Didn't actually do anything. Great. Okay. Um, Seattle Cider Company. Nice. Seattle, right. Washington. <laughs> Miranda over there just caring for the lost and broken among us, among the bottles. That's true. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miranda's girlfriend drinks cider, so we have. Lots of it in the fridge, and we only have three Rainiers left, so we're both drinking cider. <laughs> anyway, uh, should we talk about Star Wars, I guess? Seems so. possible. I'm drinking water, by the way, because Yay. I had not quite the number of gummies I had at Star Wars Celebration that one night, but, you know, some. several. Several. Some, some to some. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Good. Good. Some talk. some number of gummies. That's right. Cad Bane is just staring at me, and I'm just <laughs> assuming that he's staring at you, judging you. Um. Anyway. Rude. I I say, does he want I some love weed? him. Because I don't think he can. He might. I don't know. Yeah. He has a nice hat. <laughs> um. Jeez. So. Classic mark of people who enjoy weed. Nice hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then that's completely false. I fucking hate hats. All right. Hashtag um, whose story is it anyway? Indeed. Okay. <laughs> the game we're, show where there are no rules and the points don't matter. Just indeed. like the we're, book wars pod. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say where, where, where Kristen is telling us that we have to talk about Star Wars. What? Uh-huh. Where can we go? I know. All right, One in so a row. Well, so we were going to talk about this last time, and then we kind of got caught up talking about how the Jedi fucking suck. So don't worry, we're still going to keep talking about that. (laughs) Oh, I mean, for sure. But that, you know, rant part one took up like, I don't know, probably like three hours worth of time. So Uh, still not enough. Exactly three hours on our hour long podcast. Mm. Exactly how time works. Um. So we have we've talked we we talked in I think the first episode for um our listening to Dooku about how there are various like framing stories around like other stories and such like but you know although the book is titled after Dooku it contains quite a lot of Ventress and Ventress earlier than we've ever seen her um and just how I guess like where are those stories fitting in together? What is it about, really? And I think, Chris, you might have to talk a little bit about the ending because I remember last time people were confused. Yeah, so the ending, 
for me, the ending was actually like had a huge impact on how I viewed this audio drama as a whole. So it it was a little complicated for those who may not have followed it. Basically, we learn that Ventress is not being sent to save Jenza. She is being sent to keep Jenza from going to the Republic and essentially ratting Dooku out for oh. planning this uh, for mm. planning the Separatist movement. Wait, did I miss that entire ending? I think I did too. That's what I mean. To be fair, I said that I missed the entire ending, so whatever. But cool. Well, it's very confusing. Fucking long live Jenza. Yeah. Was dead may never die. <laughs> oh God. I um, we, I thought we got to stop talking about Game of Thrones now. I mean, we can always talk about how Theon's a shit. That's the topic that's always loud. What is what is space dead may never space die. (laughs) That's true. Uh, That's actually incredible. (laughs) There now it's Star Wars. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But so we learn that, and then we have this kind of internal, so we think monologue with Ventress that actually kind of becomes the internal debate in the battle for her soul and for her fall to the dark side between. Dooku and her own conscience in the form of Kyneric. Right. Like it's it's one of those moments where um what do you call it? It's 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 not actually her first kill, obviously, because she's done it before because she had a horrible childhood. Star Wars. Um, but th- this is what it is. It's like that initiation kill. Like, are you how obedient are you? I, I made you kind of attached to this person because I gave you all this like information about her and our relationship, and then Please just stab her until she dies. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was like really crucial to the story. Because I said a little bit at the beginning that I don't love stories that are kind of just like Wikipedia style and go through somebody's whole life story. And like that's I've I've said things about uh, EU books that I felt had that quality that I didn't particularly like. And to me this framing device of this like this kind of twist that this wasn't even about dooku like this was dooku manipulating ventress the entire time who knows how much of his story is true even if it is true it's presented in such a way to elicit the exact reaction that he gets out of ventress and to me it then fails to become a story about dooku but instead it's actually a story about ventress's fall and how dooku is able to seduce her to the dark side yeah, I always want to hear more about Ventress. So I'm glad it ended up being about Ventress, but also it was sad. Did yeah. it end up being about Ventress? Yeah, per what Chris just I said. Think I, <laughs> oh my god. I think I really skimmed over the end here, not gonna lie. Uh, it was an I'm audio medium, but I don't think... <laughs> did you listen to it? I did. I was coloring, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, that's fair, but... I didn't finish it, but it was like this alpaca llama thing, and it's very cute. Yeah, doesn't it say a curse word on it, because they're my coloring books? Yeah, it's, um... You ever think of that fucker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Which is what I say to this audio. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is it later? I didn't read the outline. Sorry. It's like the old days. Um... <laughs> And uh, I do less frequently for the wrap-ups. Um, do we think... How much of Dooku's story do we think is real? 
I don't that's, know. That's part of it somewhere, isn't it? I think, I think the so. main story beats are probably real. Right, but, you know, there are lots of easy ways these days, apparently, as you know, from Rebels to, you know, record a um, hollow message where you don't actually look like you. So it's, it's a curious option, you know, to record over basically his real diary or just make one up because he planted it for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt very, like, revealing. I know that's kind of, like, the point, but it just... Ugh. Right, I mean, yeah, no, I, I I, kind of... I almost want to believe that he just, like, fabricated this entire diary because can you imagine Dooku being the kind of person who keeps a journal? I kind of can. Yes. He's, he, okay. He's very extra. That's true. I can. Really? I can imagine him being one of those, like, extra-ass British lords who was, like, September the 30th in the winter of... <laughs> Like, oh yeah, God. because it's Britain and September's in winter. Uh, <laughs> um, it's death raining. It's always, it's always winter so. if you go north enough. Um, Please stop. Uh, but I can absolutely see him doing that. I don't well, know. I just... Do we think Thrawn keeps a journal? Yes. 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 See? Yeah. And that's why we I also... think Dooku also keeps a journal. We also know that he does. Well, okay. It's a fake one, but we he... Did... We, yeah, I guess we did know that. Kylo definitely keeps journal, but it's a very different kind of journal. It's <laughs> it's more like a like a twelve year old's yeah, like playground crush journal. No one understands doesn't understand. Me. His very he uses emo. His calligraphy set to draw that S that we all always drew in middle school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all his journal is over and over oh again. Him practicing God. his signature. But I feel like Duke is exactly the kind of person who would keep a journal. This is interesting because like, he's he's very um, detail oriented. I feel he, like he is, but he he just strikes me as the kind of person who would want to keep all that sort of stuff in his head, just because he could. But then you would forget it. What if he has a bad memory? I don't think he does that. I don't either. He strikes, but like <laughs> he strikes me as a person who's very concerned about the historical record. He yeah, strikes me as a person who, from a young age, thought that his thoughts would be worth like worth something to the society yeah and if we take the story at face value like he writes that way too in his journal right yeah like even when he's supposedly good he still sounds like a little fucking dick well he's always been very full of himself yeah unless that's he's... that's how he writes his journal like, unless he fabricated them all and like super old Dooku is obviously just going to talk like Super Old Dooku. Apparently, I'm a fucking Dooku's journal truther now. <laughs> like this is just what's happening. That's okay. okay we can Where's the receipt? Today. When was it the journal bought? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we can get all this topic. Um, they didn't have that holocom technology back in back at that time. Oh my god. Um, I will say, uh, while I think the main beats are, I personally think the main beats are real. I definitely think that it's a question of perspective in terms of how he is represented like and even within this story we still get like a very clear progression of his of his fall to the dark side even if we don't see the moment where Sidious like kind of full-on turns him into Darth Tyrannus but we see him using lightning on the witches uh and we see him you know killing the Tirataka and awaking the Tirataka in the first place and like killing people and threatening people who Af- rage. Uh, with with Qui Gon 
uh, when they're on Coruscant. And I could easily see it being something like, yeah, um, actually, Dooku didn't use lightning to kill, uh, to protect themselves. He just did it to kill people. Or like something like, uh, actually, Dooku was not this calm, collected person explaining that he needed Qui-Gon to be afraid of his actions in order to be convincing. He was actually just being a maniac. Like things like that. Um, the Teratak is the great stone dragon, right? That's this correct. is correct. Okay, just making sure. It's not Mushu. It's the great stone dragon. Mushu. <laughs> what a very Mulan heavy week. Um, <laughs> but, so it's the thing, thing, I feel like when he's doing these things, though, he doesn't realize, because as we discussed, I think, last episode, the Jedi are not good about, or not good at teaching about the dark side. It's like, don't have feelings. Feelings lead to hate, whatever the fuck that shit is. And, like, Dooku's leaning into his feelings, but he's not, like, using them for some ulterior motive. He's just really emotional in those moments. And I feel like, you know, later um, in the films, like, we see him do shit because he's the bad guy. And, like, I I still, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, maybe. Um, like, I don't think we see him turn to the dark side in this. And I that might be my interpretation. I might be stupid. But. Yeah. Whatever. No, It'd be I, like that sometimes. I don't think he, um, no, I don't think he turned to the dark side. I think he turned away from the Jedi. I think there's a difference there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think I phrased that wrong. We didn't see him turn to the dark side, but we see like kind of the first half of his progression. Mm-hmm. If I that mean, makes sense. I think that him turning away from the Jedi certainly opens up the opportunity for him to be seduced by <laughs> uh Palpatine later. Like it's certainly I'd imagine a lot easier, although we saw Anakin, you know flip over like a leaf before a storm so like Anakin's very stupid but that was this is correct goddamn writing George Lucas every <laughs> that is Sorry. actually the theme of this <laughs> of this like of this discussing uh Dooku is just goddamn George Lucas why didn't you write the prequels better also Anakin is very stupid <laughs> yeah that is canon now, now I'm just imagining like so I don't know why, but specifically in my head, Clone Wars, Anakin, someone, someone being like, this is, a, this is a terrible idea and it's obvious you shouldn't do it. And then Anakin just like looking at them and smiling and being like, but you forget, I am very stupid. And then going and doing it anyway. <laughs> Anakin, <says> no. <laughs> Anakin, yes. Ahsoka would pay good credits to watch that happen. <laughs> Ahsoka has watched that happen. <laughs> she doesn't want to see it anymore. <laughs> Oh, dear um, me. Do we really think that Dooku did accidental force lightning out of his hands? Didn't he do it accidentally the first time he did it, or was he just like, I, or was I, he like I, forks, force tripping, or was that just in the force trip during when they were on the bad planet? I think that first. <laughs> what? Oh <my> God, <laughs> There's so many bad planets. Force tripping planets, on the like... bad planet. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> I don't. I kind of okay. The Red so, Hot Chili Peppers song. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
I'm definitely not making sense because I'm high and this is just, we all just sound like a mess. It's I don't great. Know if it's very hot in this room. So keep going. I'm sweating. Okay. Um, no, I don't want to sit by the window. I want to suffer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Do we really think he did force lightning? Um, I think the first time it felt more like a, again, sort of like this, this threshold that he crosses over. Um, in his progression through the dark side, kind of like Ventress's. Um, I think that that first time was kind of when that um, that the ability to even like think of doing that gets unlocked. Like even if you have, even if you are force sensitive, I don't think you really think to like let me just shoot lightning out of my goddamn fingers because like that seems like a cool spinning. That's a cool trick. Like force lightning, that's a cool trick. <laughs> they do um, not teach you that in Jedi school. <laughs> exactly. Um, but after like that kind of like potential was like unleashed in him, I. I don't know. I don't buy that he just, like, had a fucking episode every time he, like, did a bad thing. I mean, obviously not every time he did a bad thing, but every time he, you know, had those... It almost was, like, out-of-body moments where he, you know, did murder and such like. I don't know. I don't think that's actually... Oh, I kind of do think... part of his story. I, I do think that that was, in general, what happened. Because hmm. yeah. I, I... To me, I kind of feel like it's it's like it's like in harry potter when harry does magic accidentally like it's like you know his the dark side had such a strong hold over him in that moment because he was so overwhelmed with fear and anger that it just kind of like forced its way out and that was like how he first learned to do it because he didn't really know like he knew it was possible because he knew it was a sith thing but i would like to know more about this because my I don't know the way I've always read the force is that like going dark side or light side is a choice in on at least some level. I think it is, but I do think you can have moments of being taken over by the dark side in particular. I think the light side more than the dark side is a choice. I mean, like I think the dark side's both because I think that's that's the whole point about how it promises all these things to you and then it lies to you and that's how it corrupts you. Some book of Revelation shit. <laughs> but, but I feel like to that parables. part of it really is you know the the Jedi teaching against love and other feelings because it leads to hate and like Dooku's having those moments where like his emotions just really take over him I don't know if that's necessarily the dark side um, and like sure like dark side force shit happens um she's wiggling her fingers in front of her <laughs> like magic lovely but like you know he's not like dark side he's like oh fuck i have a lot of feelings right now and the dark side slides in like you call boo and it's i mean if we want to continue with the <laughs> the harry potter shit like when he's mad at the snake in the chamber of secrets um or when he thinks it's gonna attack um Justin from Hufflepuff, he like tries to like convince the snake to go away, and everybody's like, "What the fuck? He's talking to that snake right now." Yeah, that's kind of what happens to Dooku when he like starts shooting lightning out of his fucking fingers. Battle for Dooku's soul. Yeah, so the battle for Ventress's. Soul. We we see the beginning of what we think is the battle for Dooku's soul, or there's that moment right at the beginning of what Ventress is seeing, where um she's in his office or whatever the hell and he it doesn't seem to notice her like it feels like she's in like the past or a memory or something like that 
um, where he like looks like shit. Um, I don't. Know, I feel like that's that's really the moment we get where you know, Dooku's deciding whether to go to the dark side. I I kind of agree that we, you know, this is just one small step on a very long journey. Um, but I was, I don't know. I guess what I wanted to talk about was. Although we see both Dooku and Ventress fall to the dark side, and obviously they rack up a whole lot of bad things. <laughs> as a lot of death. Yes, a lot of death, a lot of murder, a lot of, you know, scheming and such. Um, what does Ventress have in her that Dooku doesn't that lets her come back to the light side, basically, at the end of Dark Disciple? Because otherwise they have similarish journeys. She finds love. She didn't Aww. get um, burdened with all the Jedi fuck shit. <laughs> well, that's an actual point. Like, yeah. she wasn't raised to fucking ostrich her head down in the sand. Hmm. Yeah, I, I like, like that. Because <laughs> I mean... just to just to take that a step further, because I feel like what brings her back at the end is her compassion. And like, and Miranda, obviously you said, because, you know, she finds love, but she was never taught to suppress her compassion. I mean, seems like Kai Narek was kind of a shitty teacher, so she was not in any, you know, consistent way taught to suppress her compassion uh, the way Dooku was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mar- Miranda literally said earlier, love leads to hate. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Well, that's, um, that's what the Jedi say. They, they teach that, you know compassion um leads to something leads to hate and then you want to kill everybody and you're on the dark side but and that's why dooku doesn't love anybody because he was taught to not love and it's almost like that's bad (laughs) big if true so that's why i thought dooku needs to get laid again but sifo-dyas died in order 66 (laughs) <laughs> good one Miranda no he didn't wait did he not no was he dead before then oh he yeah. died he died many years ago sorry that's that's on me fuck that's you know y'all know Attack of the Clones is my favorite of the prequels that's embarrassing I <laughs> it's embarrassing that that's your favorite of the Clone Wars I have owned up prequels. to that many times I'm I will not apologize Anyway, that was love leads to hate. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I had one more. I I think probably I had one more question about the content, I guess. Do we think that Dooku decided to become Count for altruistic reasons? No. Power reasons? Okay. Yeah, he's a control freak. I mean, true. He's... He's got a very high opinion of himself. <laughs> like, he turned away from the Jedi and he's like, What's that? My dad's dead and my brother is dead? Question mark? Did he die? Yes. Yeah. Dooku killed him. Oh, oh yeah. shit, yeah. <laughs> Me and Miranda, oh Jesus. yeah, slapping at it. Good, that's good. He's like, Well, guess someone has to step up. I'm better than everyone on this shitty planet. Like, I also enjoyed the fact that it was like, I am the sole heir of my father. Everybody else. What about Jenza? I am the sole heir <laughs> he, of my father. 
He is the Serenit. This is a spatriarchy. A pow pow. <laughs> Sorry. God, Jesus. I shouldn't rap air horn my own jokes. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, but no. I don't think he took it up for good reasons. Just I mean, wondering. I we can get into like a discussion about this another day. Um, about like him starting up the separatist movement. Mm. I probably have a slightly different opinion on that, but you know, that's a whole other situation. So, so it is. So it is. Um, yeah, ask? Duke was like, this is easy. People are stupid. And then he was like, pout, pout, pout. Angry, <laughs> angry, angry. Yes. <laughs> that was my Jeez point. Louise. Sorry. No, it was good. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Do we want to talk about the medium now? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, because I feel like I'm the only one who actually liked it. Uh, I think if I had a better attention span, I would have liked it better. This is interesting, because you read or listen to audiobooks all the time. Like, what made this different for you? Or is it just that you didn't have... You couldn't go to the text if you wanted to? Part of it was definitely that I couldn't go to the text if I wanted to, because, like, there were parts of audiobooks where I listened to it, and I had to just rewind it a bunch of times, and I was like, I still don't get it, and I just went and read it, and was like, oh, duh. Um, (laughs) I'm just, like, a better... This is so sad, because I retain nothing when I read either, but um, I'm just, like, a better reader than than listener as far as, like, books are concerned. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think part of it was just, like the content of this was confusing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made more sense if I, I mean, it, this goes into how I took this as like a mechanism for getting Star Wars stories because I'm also much more visual. Um, like I think the story was confusing, like full stop. We're not here to argue that. Um, but I think it just seemed more confusing because we couldn't look at it and like you can't kind of you know flick back a couple pages and say oh okay you know it's like she's still listening to or she's still watching like this holocron situation um because we'd get you know a few minutes in and then ventress would start talking it's like oh fuck she's still here oh yeah right yeah like it's just harder for me to follow Chris, tell us why you liked it. We're not. Yeah, no, I mean, I. I, Most of these are my shortcomings, so I'm not here to. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, and I think even if that were the case, that's the hazard of doing something like this. Uh, And I mean, I think so. To the point of view thing, I do agree that that was confusing, and I think that was more written to be like. A Dooku chapter, Adventurous chapter, a Dooku chapter, Adventurous chapter, like we've seen in Star Wars before. And I think that did not necessarily translate as well to an audio drama. I did like it, though. I it, And it's weird because I'm usually a very visual person, but it allowed me, with, with, with the sound effects and the score in particular, it really allowed me to kind of picture what was going on in a way that I find mm-hmm. very difficult when just only reading. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I do agree with that. Um, you know, I, I did like having the sound effects because, you know, we fell in love with Star Wars or the movies and that's something that's part of that. But I will say that I very much got just distracted whenever they played music. Because, oh, interesting. Because, well, like, I, I just felt like the themes didn't match what was happening and the text. Right. Like they they I, just do something yeah. that, like, sounded like Star Wars when there was, like, the Force. And it's like, there's a Force theme. We're not playing the Force theme <laughs> in the right parts. And, like, we're playing these other themes. And Miranda's listened. What she's saying is she's listened to the soundtracks too much. And she knows <laughs> what all the tracks are called. <laughs> No, that's super real. I uh, yeah, no, the, I I there I remember specifically. I think I I've said before the reason, you know, why I'm not on music episodes is because I cannot hear goddamn anything and I really you know, when I'm watching a movie, it takes me a really long time to pick up on the score. Like there are probably like pieces from the prequels that you could play for me and I would not recognize them because I can't hear anything. <laughs> and that's just like a super tone deaf thing with me, but I which it, which is saying a lot for this next thing I'm about to say because I, I I distinctly remember one thing that really jarred me was they just started playing the Imperial March and I was like this doesn't exist yet and it right kind of bugged me it makes oh, no, no sense yeah <laughs> and like like it was it felt so out of place that I literally noticed it when I would have heard blank space between my ears you know <laughs> yeah that's fair I think for me and this is this is also kind of me just being the positive attitude optimist that I am with Star Wars. I'm very excited about what they could do with this in the future. I think this was very much a proof of concept thing because I I am excited for like maybe a story that's a little easier to follow, a little more broken up into like almost acts, like almost like a play, like an audio play. But I did, I did like it. I liked the potential. Um, And also it, to me, it's big that they are end up going to end up releasing this in, I want to say, October uh, as a book. Um, and to me, that's huge because I think we talked at the beginning and we talked a little bit on Twitter when this was first announced how it's a cool idea, but it excludes deaf and hard of hearing people. And they just have they just have no way to experience it if it only exists in audio medium. And so to me, being more inclusive of them and of people who... You know, maybe like you, Kristen, it, this format, they just need someone, something to follow along. I think that improves it. And I wonder if they will come out with that simultaneously or at least a little closer in the future. The The proof of concept thing is interesting because I think it accounts for a lot of the, you know, smaller things that are bugging us because, uh, you know, obviously Del Rey has never done this before. Penguin in your house audio whichever they so they've never done this before obviously and people are used to listening to audiobooks or listening to podcasts but they haven't ever had some like they don't it's not common to have something that sort of stands alone from either like this um at least now because the radio is dying in sadness etc um but i think that in trying to just bridge both the book and audio sort of thing um it meant that there were just like kind of like almost like relics left over from writing a regular novel that kind of actually wound up dragging this the the audio down because 
I think like the framings, the framing narratives, uh, I think obviously those things, like you were saying, you guys were saying it's less confusing on paper because then you can flip back and forth. And, you know, sometimes you have things in the, um, the book's interior design, um, like when we read Last Shot by DJ Older, where there were like little cues as to which timeline you were in and things Mm -hmm. like that. And obviously that's not a thing that translates to the audio medium. Um, you know, I think I was saying earlier, um, in a previous episode that I was expecting more of a, you know, they're printing the script of this, but it's not really a script because, you know, you've got all this like interior monologue that you wouldn't normally get from the, from the characters, especially from Ventress. So I don't know. I think that also probably, again, was sort of like weighing it down, preventing them from maybe thinking a little bit broader about sound effects or, you know, music because they were probably just like trying to hook people. So they're like, it's a Star Wars. Here's, so here's some Star Wars music, even if it doesn't go. So um, I want to see more in the audio medium just because I think they're still trying to find their legs with it. So, you know, obviously like there are, there's lots of potential there, but there's also potential to just like get it right period the first time and not even, not even experimenting, just like doing it in such a way that it's less confusing for people and whatnot. I really wonder if it was conceived as an audiobook from the start or excuse me, as an audio drama from the start, because I know at Comic-Con just a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Scott, was talking about it and he said that you know kind of the assignment that he initially got or like the recruitment pitch was to tell Dooku's life story and he was given you know a lot of leeway as to how he went about doing that and so which that statement leads me to believe that this kind of back and forth doing it from Ventress's point of view decision was his decision and whether that was decided after it, they realized it was going to be an audio drama and they were kind of like, well, this is just what we're doing or just kind of what the uh, what the order of decisions was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom, if you're listening, hit us up. No, I, Chris, I think that's a great point because, um, you know, I, I do like the idea of telling these stories in an audio medium kind of format. Um, I, you know, like we've said, it's not something we really see a lot. And I think there's a lot they could do there. Um I wonder, though, if this, and I might be contradicting myself on maybe the first episode we did on this, um, I wonder if this was the right story to have for the first one. Um, You know, I think switching kind of between, like, the timelines and, um, you know, between the, the points of view for each chapter or track or whatever we're calling it, um, could kind of be a little confusing. And if they had done something more like A New Dawn or not Phasma, that was boring as a book. Um, but something something <laughs> yeah. that's just like much more linear. Right. And yes. like chronological. Yeah. Um, something that would have been easier to follow, I think probably would have produced a... Not that I didn't like this, because I, I did really enjoy the story, but I think it would have, it could have uh, produced a better overall end product. Yeah, it's funny. We're missing a lot of those like things that set us in time and place in a lot of the books so far. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them would be like the start of the chapter. It'd be like we're on blah 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 and blah blah blah. It's like yeah. oh great, we've jumped timeline, and like. 
I know from listening to the audiobooks, like they do that in like a different voice. And it's like, okay, this is like, pay attention to this. This is telling you like what's going on. Um, yeah, it was strange. There weren't like, and that's one of the things I'm talking about. Like the audio cues, there weren't really many. Yeah. And it's interesting. I just kind of wanted to, to go back a little bit, you know, it, when you're reading a book, like we've all said, you and you kind of get confused, you flip back a few pages. I think you're just not used to doing that in an audio medium, right? It's like yeah. once you get to a point, you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, how far should I go back? How far back should I go? Who's talking right now? <laughs> so, I mean, I get that. I think it's just like less of an easy... It just like doesn't make as much sense. It's it, you know, in a book, it's just like okay, let me flip back until I like know what was going on, and you don't really know where that was in an audio medium because you're not really paying attention to physical page turns and things like that. Yeah, and I will say with that too, it's like much easier to lose focus with an audio medium. Yeah, like yeah, I am a millennial. I like to be just constantly stimulated. Um. So Ayo. like, oh no, <laughs> oh, Chris. oh no, jeez, this was a mistake. <laughs> this was a mistake. Um, uh. <laughs> I'm sad. But like, it, I just feel like it's so much easier, and like, this is one of the reasons that I don't listen to podcasts anymore because I don't live in DC. Um, which, dude, what a mood. Well, it, there's a point to this because I would take the metro to work, and. I wouldn't have service. So it was really easy for me to like stay off of Twitter. I mm-hmm. would just like, you know, listen to the podcast and play a game where I made like blocks fit together. She would just not be on Twitter. Can you imagine that? What a concept. <laughs> Seems fake. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, but like, if you're reading a book, you have to pay attention. And then if you don't pay attention, you go back, you reread the same paragraph five times. And finally, you're like, oh, okay. You also can't scroll through Twitter while you're reading a book. Um, you'd be surprised. Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, but like, but, you can literally have an audiobook or an audio drama playing in the background while you're just reading Twitter, which is yeah, but you not quite the same thing as yeah. But I can't pay attention to that because I'm reading Twitter. Exactly. Like that's oh, yeah. that's oh, yeah, that's my point. <laughs> Like you, you're consciously looking away from a book, whereas like you're not pausing the audiobook. You're just continuing to listen to it, but not mm-hmm. listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're 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 not listening to it. You're hearing it. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder, and listeners who have kind of made a a jump from being like heavy voracious like print readers to listening to lots and lots of audiobooks, please. Tell me because I'm curious. I wonder, you know, as you listen to more and more audiobooks, if that for if for most people, if that ever kind of goes away, like you get used to being like hyper focused on things. Um, I because I was just thinking about this the other day because I am reading. I'm making my way through the Witcher saga, and I'm reading it on my kit, my my Kobo, and which I I don't read on my e-reader terribly much. Like this thing has been turned on maybe thirty times since I got it two years ago. Um. But it, it, with the ebook, it's sort of the same thing where it's like you you can kind of like remember by the feel of the book, like how many pages you had left um, on either side. 
um where something is that you're trying to look up or at least like you can like you were like oh i remember seeing this you know around the middle of chapter you know three or whatever the hell you can't it's harder to do that again in ebook because you don't have physical pages to flip back and forth so there were times when i just like wanted to like go back and remind myself who this person was and then i could and i mean i could but it would have been arduous and i'm lazy um but i've noticed as i've gone on reading the books in the series that um my brain tends to want to retain more just be just to fight against the the frustration but also the laziness of i don't want to find like what the hell like percentage it was at in this book so yeah i'm just curious mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i always find it i think it depends on what i'm doing i mean like i'm also like uh i'm a huge podcast listener and like i find it very easy to listen to kind of conversational podcasts where um you're not really missing things if you're missing things whereas like if i'm going to try to listen to like an educational podcast like ologies or i'm going to listen to like an audiobook or something like that i tend to try to do something like where i can devote my whole attention like clean the house like cleaning the house is a great thing because it's like i will not be on twitter i am like vacuuming or scrubbing something you know what i mean i'm like i don't have my phone in my hand it's like across the room and i'm just like listening to whatever i'm listening to if i'm gonna listen to something that i need to be paying attention to i do something like clean or like go on a walk with the dog that i don't own um (laughs) anyway that was my whole point doesn't matter uh should we go to social media oh i did i did hear that actually okay good great Uh, i have it I, I, whenever we're ready. Wait, Should we go to uh, social media well, questions? No, we missed we missed one. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically, do we want more Dooku stories? Not on this medium, but yes. Okay. I, I want to see him like really creating the separatist movement. Oh, that could be fun. That's something that would be appropriate to tell him. About book instead of talking about fucking trade routes in this entire fucking movie but never mind <laughs> um you know i i agree with that i i think it's interesting that they styled the title dooku colon jedi lost as if it, you could have like further dooku's with various other subtitles so i'm hoping he's dooku the first yeah i want i basically want more of like anyone if it's well written mm-hmm. or well told i suppose so yeah i definitely want more obi-wan is that an (laughs) option i mean i we are gonna get more obi-wan soon luckily on the podcast anyway so yo can i just say about obi-wan did anybody else die laughing because ventress's verbal relationship with Narek was extremely similar to the flirting that she did with obi-wan Yep. Oh, this Ventress really, has daddy issues. Really messed up. Extremely the same, though. Like, it was extremely the same. Obi-Wan and daddy, though. She was, like, less angry at Obi-Wan, though, and more sexual. <laughs> if we're being... If we're keeping it 100. <laughs> it's the beard, yo. <laughs> it looks I great mean, in the Clone Wars. Fair enough. <laughs> He's got nice robes. Is that code for something I don't understand? I don't know. I really do like his robes in the Clone Wars cartoons. I think they're nice. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wasn't being weird, despite <laughs> how weird I always am. That was adorable. No, it's nothing is top. Listen, in terms of like attractive uh, cartoon character, cartoon characters in the Clone Wars, like, I, does anything top Obi Wan in the face fucking Mando armor though? No. Think about it. <laughs> anyway. The answer is no. Anyway, let's move to our social media questions. <laughs> speaking yeah. of, speaking of, does anything top? <laughs> Yeah, wait, so are we going to start or are we going to end with this question? Um, all right, I think we have to end with it. We yeah. have to end with it. We have to do yeah. real questions. All right, fine. All right, we have... This is a real... That is a real question. It is a real question, Rude. but it's, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I think we all are. <laughs> all right, we've, um, we got many, many questions from two of our um, <laughs> most frequent <laughs> listeners. What? There's dozens of us. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> listen, they're the ones who ask questions. Everybody else is like, my kid is about to go back to school and freaking out. Or I broke Twitter because it's a new Twitter and I don't know how it works. Or so you know what? I new Twitter know. is terrible, to be fair. It yeah, is the bad. worst UI I think I've ever used. It's it's Certainly it's... in the past like two years or so. I know. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's what I mean by ever used. <laughs> Worse than Windows 97. <laughs> <laughs> Windows 2000. Uh, dude, that's real. All right. Bring back Windows XP. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Let's talk actual things. You need to stop. Also, Chris keeps, like, flapping around, and it's very distracting. Because he basically, his restless leg syndrome turns into restless leg syndrome while he's awake every time he gets high. Oh, that's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Kate keeps Sorry. saying these things, expecting to get sympathy, and instead she just turns me into more of a sympathetic character. Well, me and Chris have all like the same medical issues, except for I don't think he has uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, but who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never, like, I've never, I've never had it explicitly ruled out when I went to the doctor. So otherwise, if you were a woman, that's the first thing that they would tell you, and they would do no tests. It would be great. Um, <laughs> no, really though, me and Crap. Chris have like all the same medical issues. It's very funny. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Retweet if you've chewed through a night guard. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Chris, twice in probably the same year, but you know, whatever. Uh, okay, so. Daniel sent us several many questions. Um, his first one is a very good one. Why does Yoda suck so bad? Why indeed? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we covered that a lot last episode. Who was Yoda's master? Who the fuck I don't think knows? we know. That guy's I think that's a question shit. lost to time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just blame the Jedi. Yoda's master? also Yoda is the Jedi, so. He is the Jedi in it. Um. Yoda's master is so old, he's fucking, like, Mr. Jedi. <laughs> he's, Yoda's master is the tree. That would the actually be amazing. on fire. That would actually be literally amazing. Miranda, the way The ultimate said, revenge. Oh, my God, Miranda. The, the inflection with which you said, Yoda's, ma- Yoda's master is so old, dot, dot, dot. I was, it sounded like a Yo Mama joke, and it, I was like, oh, no. It intended <laughs> Either that or like a Bill Nye moment. Like, how old is he? He's so old. <laughs> oh, God. We've been listening to Bill Nye's podcast in the car. Um, oh, is it good? I really like it's it. Fun. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for that. This has been us plugging podcasts. Honestly, only listen to the LeVar Burton episode. Thank you. Oh, my I... God. It's so pure. Oh, no. 
<laughs> it's great. We love um, Lamar Burton in this house. Do we? Yes. Do you not? Yoda sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's get back on a less controversial topic, apparently. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to have a talk, young lady, after this episode. Um, yeah, no, I... Why does... There's no reason for him to suck so bad, and yet, here we are, with him destroying the Jedi Order. All right, next question. Did you feel any sympathy... I can't. My li- my Invisalign lisp comes back when I'm high, apparently. Did you feel any sympathy for Dooku slash Darth Tyrannus after learning more about him and his issues with the Order by the end? No. No, There's not never- sympathy. Sympathy's not the right word. I get it, but also, you know, plenty of other Jedi had issues with Yeah, the like a little more empathy, yeah. but no, it's not sympathy because he still made his choices. Shame. Yeah, like I understand why he was frustrated, but you know, as as y'all were saying earlier, Miranda and Kate, like, there's a big step from deciding not to be a Jedi anymore to committing genocides on like several planets. So, to be fair, the Jedi have also done that. I mean, that's also true. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. His, his last question before his very good question, which we are going to answer last, is do only Padawans hook up or is the is the whole council smashing too? And I'm like, obviously they are. The, the entire council, council is, is smashing. Definitely smashing. Each other, other folks, all at the same time. Just like, like all sorts of smashing at all times. Yes. All across Coruscant, all across the galaxy. Maybe in the Jedi Temple if that's what you're into. They're not smashing enough or else they would be less bad. Correct. It's true. <gasps> well, like Yoda's not smashing. Like I'm sure no. Mace yeah. and like Depa are smashing. Yes. Dude, actually, that is a surprisingly popular rare pair. Oh, actually, I didn't mean to each other. Oh, I did not. Miranda only believes that gay people exist. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't believe I mean, in straight people. Yeah. That's, that's fair. It's not wrong. <laughs> that's that's extremely fair. It's funny because I saw a tweet today that was like some meme of like. I it, it it's not funny when I describe it, but it was something along the lo- lines of like me with any character I like, and then somebody saying like they're not gay, but I imagine them as gay because I'm gay. Don't at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why representation matters. Um, really though. Um, uh, make gay characters in Star Wars, and then we won't have to make every <laughs> every character everything. in Star Wars gay, except for. We still will. Okay, plot um, twist. Everybody in Star Wars is gay. gay. Yep. Except Leia. We've established. This is true. It is canon. Uh, disappointing. I know. It's okay. Yeah. Like I said, can't always be perfect. I, I respect her and her <laughs> alternative lifestyle. <laughs> you respect one parentheses one straight. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And also, there's just not a seriousness, though. I, the Jedi are always having, always having relations. Yes. <laughs> Except for the ones that aren't into that. But otherwise, yes, they are always having relations. Yeah. Yes. In all seriousness, the Jedi are smashing constantly. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't make the facts. Anyway, Andrew Rich over in Scotland, bless him, um, sent us several mini questions, including one that he DM'd to us after we recorded our Most Wanted wrap-up. 
Um, so I didn't, I, and then I told him we would answer it on the next episode. And then we were in the middle of moving and I totally fucking forgot. So we'll also do that one in a hot second. But, um, he comments, um, is anyone else intrigued by those force balancing wraps that Dooku, Saifa Diaz, and Lin Kasano wear? Um, makes me think about Ray's arm wraps. And I was just like, this is fascinating. Yeah. Um, True. I'll say I'm definitely intrigued by them, but I feel like Ray was already wearing them before she started recognizing that she was like force sensitive. But maybe her parents just like, or whatever the fuck, slapped those on her and was just oh, like, you know, don't what? take these off. That's a great point. Also, like, I definitely did not see it like that, but I respect it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't either, but that's a really cool connection. Yeah, I mean, arm force arm wraps gonna arm wrap. A tale as old as time. Oh dear me! All right, <laughs> and then he asks, "Do you think they were telegraphing the droid army issues too much in the second half?" I know it's meant to mirror and foreshadow, but the ending resolution on Serena was basically um, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Phantom Menace with the Sith dinosaur. No, I'm laughing at Sith dinosaur because oh yeah incredible um (laughs) i honestly i feel like again the ending like was kind of such a whirlwind for me and i had to think about it to understand what the hell was happening that i just did not notice (laughs) but i don't think like the droid thing like obviously i was like oh look a droid army and they're bad and stuff but other than that i did not my brain did not go any farther than that that is where it stopped Um, I, I think that like, clearly I did not comprehend a lot of the end of this. Um, so maybe I missed some of the heavy handed foreshadowing or telegraphing the droid army or whatever. But there were a couple of times where they're like, Oh, droid army. They're like droids. I was like, Ooh, I know about a droid army. <laughs> they go, pew, yeah, for pew, me, pew, 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 pew. for me, I, <laughs> I didn't think it was too heavy-handed. I mean, in the sense that they were saved and then had to kill a great stone dragon. Sure, it was heavy-handed. It was it was some of the more absurdist of Star Wars canon that we have. It was very Zillow Beast dark. Um, we respect the Zillow Beast in this house. I'm I'm not I'm not dissing the Zillow Beast. I'm just saying it's. I am. <laughs> that's true. Kate Fuck hates off, the Zillow Beast. Thank you fight me <laughs> um but like it's it's on the absurdist side of star wars so to me that fit in there you know if this had been a more i don't want to call it not serious because it's not like it was comical but like i don't know i feel like if there's no way to like the, i'm trying to phrase this and it keeps sounding like it's going to be an insult but it's not meant to be an insult like i'm not calling the plot or kevin scott's writing childish but like it's on the more absurdist side of the scale. If it, this had been a less absurdist story, I think it would have fit in less for me. Yeah. I see. I don't have a good opinion. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm just looking um, at my blue children. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew also comments, I also feel like his sister was freaked. Justice which... for Jenza. Yes. That's all I got. Just I yes. Did she die at the end? Yeah, Vectra's like, got like, just like, he was just like, here, stab my sister and you will be initiated as Chris fucking drops his potato and it bounces on the floor. 
But yeah, no. I mean, which she did she did she die for for plot reasons? Yes. Yes. Did she die so Dooku could appear like more evil and whatever the fuck in his character? Yep. So. Oh, maybe I don't that was that. rude. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Agree. So that was not my favorite. No. Nope. Yeah. Uh, all right. So do we want to do his most wanted question first, or yes? yes. <laughs> okay. So his question about most wanted by Ray Carson, which we read, um, which was the last book we read before this, um, and again recorded the wrap up a little bit early because I think that because that was before we moved, so we were trying to get ahead. Anyway, um, so he, his question for the most wanted wrap up and for Solo in general, he says. I like Kira as a character and her arc, but do you think it would be a deeper or more meaningful arc if Kira was instead Sanasteros? I mean, her clearest chemistry between Han and her, uh, do we need another white female replacing another person of color? She could have easily filled the arc and has, and certainly has a murky relationship with the Star Wars underworld. Um, I'll take this because I'm the most familiar with Sanasteros. I think <laughs> it's fair to say because she is a, to this point, comics-only character, I believe. No, she was in... Oh, no, she was in the last shot. Okay, so she was in that too. Comics mostly character. Yeah, comics originated character. Um, to me, it's kind of two different questions. Like, should Kira have been Sonastaros and should Kira have been another white lady protagonist? Um, I don't think Kira should have been Sonastaros only because Sonastaros has a less sinister feel to her, in my opinion, than where Kira ended up. I think they could have gone a different direction, but like in terms of a straight swap of Kira could have fit in, or Sanastaros could have fit in instead of Kira, but in that same role, I, I don't think that's the case. Um, I mean, I always think that white women can be replaced by women of color in Star Wars movies. There's almost nowhere where that's not true. Right. I want to say that one of the folks who auditioned for the role of Kira was Tessa Thompson. Oh, fuck. Wow. I, I did not know that. Why didn't think... we get that movie? Now I'm angry. I I don't know. Um and and I say that frankly as somebody who thinks that Amelia Clark did an incredible job as Kira. Like I think that she did she did so much better than I expected and really showed what she can do when she has a half decent script. What up Game of Thrones? Um pow, pow. But um yeah, I I think that that character could have been more interesting. There could have been added depth if she didn't look like every other woman in star wars absolutely yeah i want to point out yes tessa thompson was in the running as well as naomi scott who is brown uh zoe kravitz um and some other people oh god zoe kravitz would have been amazing right wow yeah i think i think she might have been better than tessa for this specific role yeah i think so too wow now i'm upset and again, I actually really liked Amelia Clark in this role, but man, that would have been cool. Yeah, so like I think I think it would have added depth for sure. Oh. And I mean also this is also a completely different conversation if they swap Woody Harrelson and Thandie Newton's roles in the movie. There was also Fucking another brown Christ. woman who was going out for this role. Uh her name I've never heard of her, her name's Adria Arjona, I think. She's Puerto Rican, so I can't say anything. Can't pronounce anything rather right now. But there are options. There and are, now I'm sad. There are always options. Yes. Like, the answer is more... never white women unless the question is who's racist. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Pow, always pow. be putting more women in Star Wars. But, you know, 
they could have any kind of melanin at all. <laughs> I know. But yeah, so, you know, yet another thing that we don't have the opportunity to encounter because racism. Racist Race. gonna racist. Um, cool. But really, um, if we're replacing anyone, replace Woody Harrelson. Sorry, continue. Always. <laughs> I was just gonna say, do we want to um, go to our fun right. question on that right. very typical heavy note that we're always just <laughs> sad because Star Wars needs to do better? <laughs> yes, let's do the fun question. So right. This is. Oh, do you want to do it? Oh, I'll introduce it. So the, the fun question, uh, as I said earlier, is from Daniel. Uh, he would like to know uh, who on the Jedi Council is the top or a bottom. So we're going to just go through. Chris is going to call it names and we're going to just, you know, have a head count real quick of what we think. Oh, are we doing a head count? I thought we were doing this as a pop quiz specifically for Miranda. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. We're all is, saying our This is an interactive names. activity. Okay, so I'll say the name, and then I'll go one, two, three, and then all of us at the yes. same time say our answer. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Depa Balaba. One, two, three. Top. top. Bottom. What? Oh, what? <laughs> Ooh. Verse. All right. No yes. discussion. Only answers. Eth Koth. I don't know who that is. I don't either. D doesn't matter. Make a decision. One, two, three. Bottom. 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 <laughs> uh, Yarael Poof. I don't know who that is. Oh my god. Doesn't matter. All right. So Eth Koth was the Zabrik who I think was killed by Sidious. There's a Zabrik. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's he's like got like dark reddish skin and sure. hair. He's got like weird like bald Klingon hair. It's weird. Yeah, Great. he's he's one of, he's one of the ones who like wanders in with Windu at the end. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, that guy who gets fucking cut in half. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yariel Poof. One, two, three. Bottom. Top. Bottom. Uh, I say top because Yariel Poof. No, is... he said no explanations. Oh, okay. Well, fine. No explanation. The person. I'll I'll tell who the person is after we make a decision. Okay. So, Yariel Poof is the Kaminoan looking motherfucker in episode. Who's on the council in episode one? Okay. Sure. Okay. Oh, I uh, entirely. <laughs> Chris, how many of these people are? Uh, we have several more to go. Oh, Addy Gallia. One, two, three. Top. Top. I was not. What did you say? Addy Gallia. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, she's a top. Okay, good. Continue. Glad we all agree. Oppo Rancisis. One, two, three. Bottom. Bottom. Top. Uh, Oppo Rancisis was a snake like. Thespiasian <laughs> and a tactical mastermind. Sure. I uh even pile. One, two, three. Bottom. Bottom. Oh my god. <laughs> this is terrible. Alright, All right, ready? What the hardest one yet. Hardest one yet, ready? I don't know. Yaddle. <laughs> oh, I know who that one, is. One, two, three. Stop. Ooh, Kate might be right. What'd she say? Switch. Yeah, I said verse. Oh, okay. I, wait, switch was not an option here. Well, I, you must pick. You make your own. No. Make your own reality, Miranda. Yes, this is this is, this is a top or bottom. This situation. is a four K no loss Bofa situation. No, this is not a four K. I think no I think I think Yaddle is the only exception. No, no, no Yaddle, other exceptions. Yaddle is God. the um, female version of whatever the fuck Yoda is, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Boom. Okay. Don't, All right. Okay. Chris, how many more of these are there? We, uh, we have five said, more. We should have just said people. 
Whatever. We have five more. No, we're doing we the know, whole thing. We know some more, though. I know. Uh, Sacy Teen. One, two, three. Top. Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> uh, Key Addy Mundi. One, two, three. Bottom. Top. Bottom. Wow, okay. <laughs> uh, Plo Koon. One, two, three. Top. Bottom. <laughs> Chris! Chris doesn't right. get us. <laughs> that, that one was just trolling because I knew you were all going to say all top. Right. Just, um, just all right. Space Jessica. Mace Windu. Lousy Beautiful Town is going to call us about that Plo Koon comment. I know, right? Come on. Uh, Mace Windu. One, two, three. Top. top. <laughs> and finally, Yoda. One, two, three. Bottom. Top. He's... <laughs> Yoda's just ace. <laughs> Yoda's nothing. Fair. Okay, fine. Yes. All right. All right. Was Qui-Gon not on the council? No, that's why he was not. never got it. I have ah! seen the prequels many times. Have you? Oh, I, my mm-hmm. word. Sorry, y'all. Um, all right. Again, all embarrassing. Right. That is the last of our social media questions. All right. We I only think. have a very few Easter eggs. Um, so Chris pointed this one out to me. Chris, I'm going to let you take that one. Yeah. So if you hear when uh, Rail is talking to Palpatine, uh, Palpatine says the Queen of Naboo wants him to come back, most likely for fucking. And that did either of you catch that Queen's name? Is it the one that's on the outline? Yes, it is the as you, as you heard and remembered from your listening experience. <laughs> uh, it was Queen E.K., which of course is a reference to E.K. Johnston, who wrote earlier this year Queen Shadow, the YA novel about Padme. Oh, oh, <laughs> it was. I thought that was cute. Oh, that um, is cute, right? Um, I enjoyed. It. Just because this joke went on far longer than I thought it would, uh, when Ventress finds. Uh, Genza, she's hidden behind this, like a hidden panel behind this poster of um, Lee Anselm, and she ke- she keeps like amusing like, huh, I would like to go there one day, which is a reference to fucking Beckett in Solo wanting to retire to Lee Anselm so he could learn the Valacord. Fuck Ew. Beckett. Fuck Beckett. It's true. Chris, this. Uh, next one won't make sense until the next book, but there is a, but it gives us a, a time indicator, uh, in that scene where. Dooku talks to, uh, where Rail talks to Palpatine. Uh, Dooku says, I thought you were on Pygel. Uh, that is, uh, Pygel is the planet that Rail Avaros is on, and we will see him in Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, which we're reading next. Which one is Rail? He was the cowboy. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I liked him. I literally, he reminded him as. Who's that guy? The one who was in, um, um, What's that movie called? She's looking at me like I'm going to be A Star is Born this. with the mustache. Bradley Cooper? No, the older guy. The cowboy guy. The cowboy guy. I didn't actually see I, the I Star is Born. Cooper's brother. He's very famous. I don't know his name. Okay. <laughs> Hold, please. Is this important? Uh, is it Lady Gaga? No, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Is, he's like a really famous actor. A Spoiler alert. Is Chris, Lady Gaga has a mustache in A Star is Born. Sam Elliott. Yep. Oh, okay. I was picturing yeah, him as Sam nothing. Elliott the whole time. It was amazing. See, okay. He's was, young, though. I was, know, but I was still picturing him as <laughs> Sam Elliott. <laughs> the, see, Sam I, Elliott didn't really, hasn't really aged at all. So, I See, we had very different depictions of this dude in my head because for whatever fucking reason, what I was envisioning was like a cow person a la the animation from BoJack Horseman. <laughs> and I don't know why. Oh, 
Okay. Sure. Well, the fun part is when we start talking about Master and Apprentice next week, we can actually talk about what Rail actually looks like because Claudia Gray, as she does, did her fan cast. Ooh. Ooh. Of her characters. That's ah, thank God. Very interesting. So we we actually do have who Rail was modeled off of. Oh good. Okay. How Um, how fun. All right. Last one's also your. And then the last one was all I. I came up with all these. Um, there's a reference to a creepy mask thing in the Bogan room. Um, that is. I'm wondering if it is a reference to the mask of Lord Momin, which is an artifact that we see primarily in the uh, Darth Vader, uh, Dark Lord of the Sith comic by Charles Soule. Uh, He also introduced it in his Lando miniseries. He being Charles Soule, who wrote that one as well. Um, so I think that is a potentially a cute little call out. I want to point out, I found that one and asked you about it. You did, actually. So hot. It's a great point. I forgot that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Jesus. No better place to end it than Chris getting dunked on. Uh, thank you for listening to the Book Wars pod. Uh, our next episode, we are going to be starting Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Thank reading God. the start of the book through chapter 11. So please join us there. We're really excited. In the meantime, you can find us if you go to Book Wars 30330. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Damn Instagram, it. or Tumblr, or email us bookwarspod at gmails.com. Uh, rate, Gmail. review, and subscribe. Oh, Gmail. Only one Gmail at this time. <laughs> <laughs> All the Gmails. Um, Rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show and for us to continue to slowly spread our word poison to more ears. <laughs> uh, donate to the Tashi Station Radio Jeez. Patreon and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Word poison was positively Wendig-esque. Jesus. Yeah, right? It, it, it kind of was. <laughs> um, uh, it is. It really helps us with our hosting and production costs and... Y'all haven't gotten a picture of Porkchop in a while, is all I'm saying. Uh, when you give to us on coffee, I, we will post a picture of Porkchop on the Instagram. He's gotten even cuter and fluffier, y'all. He sure has. And I will Our themes. I will threaten to run the air horn through the soundboard, but instead we'll probably just continue to do it through the microphone <laughs> no matter what, if we're being Yeah, honestly, I, f- I feel like if that like shitty production quality is more representative of our it's brain. That's what they come to expect from us. It's yeah. also what air horns are. They're shitty. <laughs> Our theme song <laughs> Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Pottington Bear at least until Kristen replaces it with an air horn on a loop for 30 seconds. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Uh, for Kate, Kristen, and Miranda, I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening to episode 96 of the Book Wars Pod and we'll talk to you next week. to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon. Did I miss that part? Was I not paying attention? You, did. Uh, you oh, literally gosh, did. Sorry. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> said it. <laughs> oh, God. This is why I'm sorry. Who do you think is reading the conclusion here, Kristen? This is why I don't... Whoa. <laughs> this is why I don't listen to audiobooks. Because I'm not paying attention. That was the... <laughs> That was the stock applause coming from the app that I have. Oh, <laughs> wow. got it. Guys, hold up a minute. I gotta go throw a spider out a window. <laughs> <laughs>